0: Noom uses the latest and proven behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Noom builds personal plans that can meet an individual's needs, takes into account dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs to build a plan that works for you. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching, their platform has helped millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. I think a lot of intelligence has gone into the whole Noom system. They really think about how humans live, how they think, what their psychology is, and it's all been used to help people control their weight. So stay focused on what's important to you with the Noom psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's Noom, N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now, wherever books are sold.
2: Hi, my name is Martin Short, and I feel duped about being
3: Conan <laughs> O'Brien's friend. Hi, my name is Steve Martin, and I feel sad about being Conan O'Brien's only friend.
4: <laughs> Folly's here,
5: hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes,
4: walking blues. climb the fence, books and pens, I can...
0: Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And no, Sona was not just punching me before she fled back to her chair. You swatted her elbow first.
1: Yeah, you did. You scooted over.
0: No, I was trying to help her. She seemed unsteady and I would never swat at anyone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she seemed unsteady I was and sitting. I was helping her no. adjust herself in her seat no oh Oh. okay
5: I didn't realize I think you're that just
1: angry I was talking about how many cups you had you, didn't had, realize like, you had like there was a narc over cups. here
5: yeah that's right yeah get ready this guy's working uh, listen for there the was gubs.
0: some shenanigans just before the podcast started maybe uh I took a swing at Sona's shoulder yeah slightly missed it and then she needed to retaliate and then, of course, teacher, teacher, I saw what happened. <laughs> I did see what happened. From Mr. Matt Gorley over did, here. I did, and I tell the truth.
1: I yeah, appreciate it, yeah, You're a
5: truth you're welcome, teller. Even Sona, no one asked you. you my big, geek baby. What?
1: What the fuck what was that? Sometimes
5: <laughs> I start speaking before I know where I'm headed. What do you mean and sometimes?
0: That, case, that is 97% of the time.
5: Here are the three things that went through my head RoboCop style. Like I had a readout of options. It was my big baby, my big daddy, and my big gay boy.
1: I'm none of those things. You're none of those things. I'm not saying
5: this is like good or right or healthy. I I have a problem. I like that
0: This seconds ago I was taking a swing at Sona and she was returning fire by swatting at me. And then you end up the villain. <laughs> am I the villain or am I just the misunderstood yeah. genius? Yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm looking you it then... up right now and yeah. no, villain and fool. Okay, big <laughs> giggy. Oh, <laughs> Man, boy. you're just the worst. Well,
5: it's, it's faulty. The machine, the wiring's off, but mm. someday it'll get there.
0: Uh, I do love, I used to love when people would get really angry and try to yell at someone and swear but not be able to pull it off. Mm, yeah. And I knew people that would do that. I know someone in particular, I won't name them, but they'd be like,
4: fuck,
0: fuckler," And they just couldn't put it together.
5: That's my, that's me.
0: I'll, I'll,
1: damn you.
0: Shit,
5: man! What? Yeah.
1: It's just so easy to curse, Let's though. see
5: it. Go ahead, genius.
1: You fucking piece of shit dick fuck.
5: You're just a big sandpaper baby <laughs> who's got <laughs> little feet and don't even know who cheek people
0: are. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And And the fact that you don't know who cheek people are is your... Worst quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah Go yeah. buy
0: some lips. You reach around.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know no, what? It doesn't. Now work. you're on
0: fire. Okay. You started yeah. out. I mean, good lord.
1: Yeah. You didn't now have it, it earlier. works. Yeah. Now okay. it's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, but Sona, you are very good. I've seen Sona get mad many times, <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> and often I have to say, not at me, just at random people. And uh, you are terrific at swearing.
1: I am great. You I am great really at good at it. You
0: are. You are concise. Yes, they explode out of your face. These mm-hmm. these curses. Is this the way you grew up?
1: No, because your my parents mom would be horrified that right. I'd be cursing, They're and I nice think people. that's why yeah. I got good at it. Mm. What that's why, because my mom didn't want me to, to curse. And so I was like, well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to curse the, the curse best of Blue out of anybody. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well,
1: good for yeah. you. Thank, I'm glad. You know what? Thank you so much. Yeah, you overcame
0: your obstacles.
5: My dad, no joke, cursed a lot. And I'm wondering why that's why I'm bad at cursing because I never got to exercise that muscle.
0: You know? My father, mm. I have a specific memory, which is uh, my father. You know, there wasn't much swearing in our house. Occasionally, I, you know, what? there'd be. There wasn't. There wasn't oh. much swearing in our house. Occasionally. Yeah, okay, that's nice.
1: What? I'm I'm that's being serious. serious. No, we don't. What do you mean are good at cur- cursing.
0: What are you talking about?
1: You keep th- Irish.
0: No, the Irish curse means we have small penises. Not that Irish curse makes more sense. Yeah, please. Yeah. That's the Irish curse.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right.
0: I mean, I've been looking for mine for years.
1: Oh man. I mean,
0: Come give on. me a map. Hell! <laughs> what were you gonna say? Uh, no, we're gonna stick on this theme now. I've used ways to find it. Hey!
1: Oh, okay, no, we oh. could we could go somewhere else. It's
0: fine. It's solid C Anyway, uh...
5: you dropped your <laughs> penis. It's at the bottom of that tequila bottle.
1: So
0: anyway, huh? no, no. I grew up in a very proper mm-hmm. house. My mother really didn't want you know swearing, and there wasn't a lot of swearing, really none at all. And then I'll never forget. I had my room was up in the attic. I lived up there with my brother, Neil, and my sister, Kate. And we were, there were so many of us, they they said, okay, some of you were going up to the attic and it was pretty clear who was headed up there. (laughs) So I'm at the end of the attic. Now, what I remember is- You're saying you didn't draw straws. Oh, no, 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 we didn't draw straws. (laughs) It was you three, you three, up into the attic now, uh, and we'll send a plate of food, and you can figure out who gets and there it. There
1: was plenty of space, a lot of yeah. empty bedrooms, tons of rooms,
0: th- tons of rooms, boarding
5: house. No, basically. no, we
0: we had a, 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 a we had a car on a revolving display on the second floor. That's how much extra room we had. 1975 Buick Skylark. There was just so much extra room. But anyway, so I'm up there, and I'm in my bedroom, and it's dark out, and all I remember is my my father was coming up and he was, trying to, uh, he was trying to find something and it was very late. And my sister, Kate, was not in her room at the time. I think they were doing some work in that room. And all I know is that there was a bunch of junk in there, including a big bed frame that was jutting out at a weird angle. And so I'm in my bed and I'm just about to fall asleep and my closet connected to my sister's closet like you could walk from one right through to the other okay. so there was yeah it was just a uh, a way for my sister to escape or for me to escape uh it's the kind of house we lived in anyway but i'm 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 not lying it they did connect there was just an opening and you could walk right into the other room and so uh it's dark out and I'm just kind of falling asleep. And my father comes up the stairs and he's looking for something in Kate's room, but it's dark. And all of a sudden I hear this unmistakable sound of his shin hitting the iron bed oh, frame no. that's jutting out in the darkness. And I heard, every,
4: even single,
1: <laughs> w- every single swear you oh, could ever
0: imagine.
1: Oh, you're censoring yourself, but he didn't. Censor. Well, I like it's funnier to me
0: that it's just it's I remember it. <laughs> it was so jarring and so traumatic. I remember it. as <laughs> That's
4: how it's coming out.
0: And I heard every swear that's ever been invented from this like. You know, very brilliant uh, scientist. <laughs> you learned it all in one fell swoop. Oh, in one, I yeah. mean, I, I, if I had a recorder running i I've had them all. Yeah. It's like, yep, he got every single one. <laughs> And uh, I remember just pulling the <laughs> pulling the, the blanket over my head.
1: Oh my did god! Did he have, did you uh,
5: did he have like colloquial swears? Because my dad, for some reason, had his own like jazz swear lingo, where he would go, "God damn it anyway," and "God damn it all." Make sure you uh-huh. damn it every single way you can and all of it. And he would like. But put What does "God
0: damn it anyway"
5: mean? He would put it anyway the after "God tri- damn
0: it," just completely takes the power away. To "God damn it." Anyway, No, it wasn't like (laughs) that. takes the power away. He put
5: up the Christmas tree and it wouldn't work. And God, I love this man and I love him for this, but he'd be like, God damn it anyway. God damn it all. And these were just like, I don't know if they were like passed down through the family or what, but I now will stub a toe or something and like I have to stop myself from going, God damn it anyway. Uh. I think that's why I go to like, (laughs) you're a cheek people or a tooth lover. I don't know. I just want to get away from it. I want to stop the cycle.
1: We had a lot of uh, ethnic uh, curse words, in our, like a lot of Turkish ones and well, Armenian ones. Yeah. My, well, one of my... Oh, this is bad. For people who actually know what I'm saying, they're bad. But like one was like, Baba Sichim or you know, pezivekish, sholishik, things like that. Those are the mean? things
0: my dad said when he hit his shin. <laughs> That's ex- He was
1: Turkish. My dad's Turkish. Oh, my
0: God. What he said, Bada haba One
1: was all I'll shit on your dad's soul. And my dad would That's say amazing. that to people. And sometimes, like... You know he'd do it as I'll a throwaway. Shit, I'll
0: shit on your dad's soul. <laughs> that is fantastic, Turkey. Oh, you devils.
1: <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, one's like pe- Pezaveng is like a like a pimp, or Siktid is like fuck it, or yeah, you boo. know Escholishig is like I a, a son of a soul. donkey. You know it's yeah. It's, it's a those lot are of fine.
0: It. I mean whatever. But I'll shit on your dad's soul. Yeah, that, that should they should win the Olympics. Yeah, because that's graphic
5: and. Poetic. Yeah. It's like figurative. Yeah. It is also very gross.
0: And I think yeah. of the sho- the soul as being ethereal. Like yeah. the shit would drop through it. Uh-huh. But no, this is proof that the soul has some yeah. viscosity. But yeah. what if
5: the only way you could materialize a soul is to shit on it and you find like, you know, when you pour paint on the invisible man? Right. If you shit on the soul, you right. can trap a soul. You right. Know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Check your toilet bowl next time. Make sure there's nobody's
5: soul in there. (laughs) Oh no, I just flushed grandma.
1: Oh man. Well,
0: she's going to a better place.
1: Uh, Don't shit on grandma's soul.
0: Uh. She's going to a better place. The water salinization plant. Uh, Yeah, in our house, it was all Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Mm. I mean, it was all... catholic yeah. stuff and um and so it didn't really it was just more of a prayer more of a litany your yeah. grandma
1: didn't swear oh
0: my god no uh, my I grandma Maddie, who just, lived with us
1: i didn't i don't know why Maddie i just didn't think swear. irish people are just well, they swear they swear no you're thinking of pirates no sh- <laughs> th- wait, no
0: my irish grandmother was the most <laughs> right. she was a, a very well educated school teacher and she okay. lived with us and she would say oh moses oh moses <laughs> That was the, and she would say it all the time. Like, Mm. what's wrong, Marty? Nothing. Oh, Moses. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's like a haunted house. Like, Flores para
5: (laughs) los muertos. You (laughs) just hear that in the night. Well, she loved
0: bad news, too. She loved, oh, Marty, something terrible happened. Oh, tell me, tell me. And she would love, because the Irish (laughs) love bad news. So once, it was her birthday. And so I said, hey, Maudie, happy birthday. And I jumped off the top steps of our stairway and <laughs> pretended to get hurt because I Aww. thought that would make her happy. <laughs> happy birthday! <laughs> and I jumped. And then I was like, did you like that? You thought it was hurt for a second. Oh, Moses. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, anyway... This was uh, very uh, educational, I think. Sona, I will never shit on your soul.
1: Oh, that's really nice. Wait,
0: thinking? No, I won't. Oh, okay. Okay, everybody, uh, settle down. Settle down. Please, I want you to settle down. Sorry. Uh, I've got some exciting news. And when do I have exciting news? (laughs) It's never happened. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is coming to you live at the Brooklyn Academy of Music for two shows, November 7th, November 8th, as part of the New York Comedy Festival. Presale tickets will be available starting this Wednesday, August 23rd, at 11 a.m., that's Eastern Time, with the code NYCF before the general on sale, which is Friday, August 25th, at 11 a.m. ET. I'm very excited about this. To get your tickets and all information that you need, head to nycomedyfestival.com, and we will see you very soon in Brooklyn. Yes. All right, can't waste any more time. Let's do this. Because this is very rare. Uh, My guest today... They are legends, uh, without doubt, comedic legends at the top. And they're also my personal heroes. And I'm so thrilled they're on the show today. They star in the hit Hulu series only, Murders in the Building. I am beyond thrilled. There aren't words. Just so happy they're here. Steve Martin and Martin Short, welcome. Gentlemen... It's a rare honor to have you both here. Ah, oh, thank you, Cohen. Yeah. In the same room. I'll uh, tell you one thing: it's rare to be here. It is. <laughs> I left out the word honor, but it's just an oversight. Just before we started recording, uh, Marty, you you verbally assaulted me. No, said, no, no,
2: no, no. I I said it with love. That to me, when I see you, you look like someone freeze dried Prince Harry. That's all I said. <laughs>
0: I, uh, my staff looks forward to any time that Marty, pardon can... me? I have a staff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, it Jeez. gets, it gets, what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> wow. It's very loose. have no it idea. It gets Somewhere. smaller every yeah. year. Yeah. But, yeah. um, no, we fans of my show, and yes, there are fans uh-huh. of the work that I've done in the past. So let's not have any mock surprise <laughs> about that. <laughs> But they um, they have put together a uh, mashup of uh, of Marty coming on the show and ripping me apart, <laughs> uh, and it is wildly popular. Oh really? In, oh yes, it is. It is wildly popular, and it delights uh, my writers to the point where <laughs> the last time when we were wrapping up the late night show, a uh, epic twenty eight year run. Thank you. I'm driving. <laughs> to uh, to one of the last episodes that Marty's gonna do, uh, and he did an extremely funny bit on it. And I'm driving to the theater. I look down and I realize I'm doing something I rarely do, which is wear shorts. (laughs) And immediately I thought, I'm driving towards the Largo Theater, and I thought, fuck, Marty, who's on today? (laughs) Marty's on today. And I knew that he would destroy me. And sure enough, you come in and hello, hello, everybody. And then you, I see those two uh, eyes dart over, and they see my freckled legs bare. And it began. And it began and it was Well, it was quite a sight. It was
2: absolutely a terrifying well, sight. And you couldn't because normally you can't see where the stilts are attached, but you could. You could that day. The shorts revealed way too much.
0: Oh, and they were short shorts. Yeah. Oh. Nineteen seventies. Yeah, Joey Heatherton <laughs> Like you were entertaining the troops. But uh, the writers were so, so happy. And then, of course, you're the line that just you said it on late night and it uh, it's lived forever, which is, well, you'll do it better than I. But it was Conan, uh, whatever you're doing to your face, I say 20 percent more and then stop, (laughs) (laughs) which is mean in nine different
2: love letter. (laughs)
0: It's a combo. It's a combo of energy. I love it's also done with care. Yes. You're worried about me. Yeah. A little more. About 20%
3: more. (laughs) Now I feel like I have to put you down, and I've got nothing. No, 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 you don't. You don't, because you're Steve. Oh. Help. (laughs) Lime.
0: Uh, Well... I don't want to embarrass either of you, so I won't mention that uh, you are just two of my uh, absolute comedy heroes. I'm sure you hear that kind of thing all the time, and it bores you. But one of the pleasures of my life, and I'm not kidding, was when you asked me to do a cameo in your show, your live show, uh, Caesar's Palace in uh, Las Vegas, I was outside my body getting to be be on a stage with you guys. It made me so happy, so legitimately, sincerely happy. You killed oh, him. I remember. He did right? kill. Yeah. I mean, he, we learned a lesson. You showed up with writers. One writer. I can't afford two. <laughs> I showed up with my- Well, writer. you're a writer. Yeah. So oh, that's true. Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Well, yeah. I suppose I am. No, I, I, I and uh, Matt, he's Matt O'Brien, no relation, but I only hire O'Briens. Yeah, course. And yeah. uh, he um, idolizes you both as well, and he was just in heaven- and then there was, a, but I thought, yeah, come along with me and and help me tweak a few things because I really wanted it to be better than what I could. It do was.
3: It, it was inspiring. And we've had people show up with with nothing, no writers, mm-hmm. and they did way better, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard you guys later bumped into Letterman, and he was like, "Conan brought a writer? No, no, because <laughs> Dave did it as well one yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, in Texas. What was the line you were
3: sitting off stage with Dave, and he looked? What was it? You were sitting off stage waiting for him yeah. to come on. And he looked kind of morose. Mm-hmm.
0: This sounds like Dave so far. What was this? I can't remember. Yeah. No, it was a... I remember he was... Well, he was... Uh, he had. They edit, by the way. He had... I okay. No, 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 no. no. He had... Oh, not at all. No. <laughs> An editor costs money as well. Everything is in. No, but um, it was fantastic. It was... Uh, b- I, but I remember you were saying that Dave was sort of... He had been off the air for just a little bit. And then, of course, he always does the thing where he's horrified that he... If I go on stage, it'll just be awful. Yeah. And, right, I, I'm, and I'm like, you're David Letterman. What do you... You know, but he's done it. And of course, even.
3: the place goes nuts. Yes. And, and, then, and then afterwards, he still has a negative feeling about it.
2: Even
0: well, though he, he killed.
4: He,
2: yeah. He, but he had only been off a few... I think this was like in June and he'd left... 6 weeks before. Right,
0: something. exactly. Exactly. But he is his personality is always you know he came by and which meant a lot to me did a cameo on late night which was his old studio and he came by and of course his attitude was well they're just going to hate me. I know?
4: Know, <laughs> like, well there's a you know there's a <laughs>
0: <laughs> How will they know who I am? Will That's you right. in, will you say my name before I come out? There's so a they...
3: self-defense mechanism in yes. being overly paranoid and then when you get a little cheer when you come out and you go, oh, I was wrong. Yes, yes. I'm familiar with that. Except with Marty.
2: Yeah, I think with with me, yes, I think think it's kept me out of the big money, not having that (laughs) attitude of just kind of going,
3: oh, you don't like me? Well, you know, I don't like you either. But good night. Yeah. It is a little. No, he does have that attitude. I'm the insecure shaking one and he says i don't give a fuck right <laughs> <laughs> they're going to love me well if they don't guess
2: what if i had dinner with them i'd be bored that's yeah, how i exactly oh yeah well uh, often that was your opening line though it was and i and didn't it, know why i didn't play <laughs> <laughs> who are you people no one's bathed obviously Good night.
0: <laughs> Where's my big money? Why didn't I get the big money? Why don't they like me? They don't never hire me again. So I got to see your show and I was so impressed with how you guys worked it out. And even though you both knew the show so well, you had a rehearsal and you were still working so hard to make sure that it went perfectly at rehearsal. And I thought, this is, there are no accidents. Like people that are good, in my opinion, there, yes, there is talented, but th- th- there is talent, but then there's just this decision just mad desire to get it perfectly right. And it never goes away.
2: Well, I always think that, that by the way, you,
0: I'm, I'm here too. Go ahead.
4: Oh, <laughs> did, you,
3: so you, did you just
0: sneak into this
4: chair?
3: <laughs> no, but I'm always amazed. I, that, I feel like I, should I start raising my hand?
2: <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. You say something. No, I don't have, to. I had something. I broke. say,
3: I, I think we prepare. I prepare out of fear. Yep. And also love. Cause when we get a new joke, I, I'm, energize the whole show. I cannot wait to get to this joke. And often they don't work. In fact, here's an example. (laughs) Because I thought. Let
2: me just say, when they don't work,
3: uh
2: I am like either on stage or in the wings I go hysterical. Yes. Because he's
3: been so excited all day (laughs) about this. Go ahead. Uh, I had a joke the other night. I thought, uh, when I introduced Marty, I thought, oh, this this is really going to work. Right. And then we're going to analyze why it didn't work afterwards. Yes. But I said, and this man, he's he's done live television. He's been in film. And he's done Broadway. And truly, he is a master of the toxic workplace environment. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, it was just sort of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I realized later it's had too many words in it. Yeah. You know? No, no, I don't Or think it, it needed sad. to be more of like a casual throwaway in the it's middle of also our inside cabinet. toxic. Yeah. You had to have just read the
2: story about uh, that um, toxic oh, you mean lady. be alive?
3: No, no, no. I don't think
2: everyone is following, you know, variety every Everybody knows about
3: workplace. a toxic workplace environment obviously not right because you got nothing on the job. You know. remember that part i mean conan's shorts represent
0: a toxic workplace
2: <laughs> environment <laughs> absolutely for the crew
0: oh. <laughs> oh we settled out of court um <laughs> no it's just uh well i've i've gone mad trying to just figure out why did one thing work and why did another thing not work is sometimes something works and you don't know why it's because i don't know in a on the face of it whether that's one, Is that really a funny one joke? One time
2: I was doing Letterman, and they started to laugh, and you mean, I didn't know you why. Mean the,
0: they... You mean
3: the show, right? okay. okay. Okay, go ahead.
2: And they started to laugh, and I said to Dave, what are they laughing at? he said, nothing we're doing.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think that we all over-prepare so that if it
3: doesn't go well, we don't blame ourselves. That's,
2: that's part you. of it.
0: Yeah. I think that you that's part think of I think it. I you.
3: But I, I over-prepare out of fear because I... I, I, I shouldn't have any fear
0: I rel- at this point. I relate to that. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the feeling of it not going well is so terrible. I don't want to have that feeling. And yet today you don't seem particularly prepared. Oh, not at all. No, <laughs> no, no. no, not no. At all. I, it was you guys. I thought,
2: what are yeah, you going to yeah, do? Yeah.
0: You know, this is going to be a mess.
2: No, I've said this I, many times. One, I, one time Steve phoned me up 10 years ago and said, do you have a moment? I want to run some jokes past you. And I said, what's this for? You said, I have Letterman in a month.
3: Yeah. And that's why he's. Well, a I, I was just thinking way. about jokes you stick with and they kind of work, but you like them and then you you let them have their life and then you take them out. I was just thinking about one which I discovered because I was looking back through old material. And uh, the joke was in the opening of the show. We used it. I used it in my banjo show, which was, um, you know, we tried to do, you know, a good show for everyone, no matter. Whether you're seated down here in the VIP golden circle or up there, you know, refer to the balcony Uh in the corroded zinc fire pits. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little too early for a joke that lengthy, but I just like corroded zinc fire pits. (laughs) Maybe zinc doesn't corrode.
0: And the audience figured that out. You know what happened is the night that the (laughs) chemist was was in town and they were like, you know, actually, no, they just went, what's he talking about? Yeah. I was speaking about preparing. I, I didn't get a chance to tell you this, uh, Steve, because I guess you have caller ID. Um, but, (laughs) but Marty took the call. Yeah, I did. And when you guys co-hosted SNL, I watched that moment. You mean recently.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's the only time we've co-hosted. Yeah,
0: that's right. Of all the times. (laughs) Or was it 40 years ago? It was uh, last season, and you guys did this monologue, and it was over. And I've worked there. I've seen thousands of SNL monologues over the years. Uh, I cut my teeth on that show as a young kid watching TV, and I said, that is the best saturday night live monologue i've ever seen it was perfect so you didn't like my other monologues i did no yeah. it terrible <laughs> yeah well whenever you would yeah. come out to do a monologue on snl um you know that, everyone knew that was the time to go get a drink yeah well here's uh, what use the bathroom no. no here's but it was perfect it was absolute perfection okay Sorry, may,
3: may I raise my hand? Yes. Uh, so that monologue, we you know, we worked on it with the writers. We got some things, but we, we decided we're going to do a bit from our show. Mm-hmm. So we, we, that we'll know. We can trust it. Yeah. So, so afterwards, it went well, and the ratings were sky high. It was yes. the highest rated show of the year, as far as I know. And uh, I said to Marty, um, Marty, you know, the monologue went great, and uh, the ratings were high. So there's a chance we'll be asked back mm-hmm. to host it some other time. And I said, and before you say yes, just remember, we worked on that monologue for three years. <laughs>
0: You guys had this, I know it's part of your show, but God, it's a good idea. The, I care about Steve and I care about Marty and it's so much so that I've prepared the eulogy already, you know, that I'm going to give (laughs) for you and you each have them on you and you, damn it, it's funny. It's It's one of the funniest things. It's such a great, and the minute I hear that, the minute I heard the idea, I was saying, oh oh, this is a kill zone. Well, the funniest line to me is is Steve's opening line when it goes
2: down No, 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 it's time for me to talk. Remember, narcissism is just within no. your thing.
3: <laughs> no, but I wanted to explain. I, I have a pr- pre-story to that, and then you can say that. Well, right? First of all, I was going to do your
2: line, so you might as well keep talking. No, no, you uh, do the line. I'm just oh, saying
3: that I had this idea that we would do this eulogy, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get, I said, I just don't know how it starts. Mm-hmm. I don't know there'll be some jokes or something and then actually a writer sent in and and this line so it would be me so you be me
2: speaking so the lights come down and it says remembering marty and steve's opening line is gee not much of a turnout <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it enabled the whole piece cuz we could get Absolutely. into it with the first laugh yeah, you know? yeah yeah
0: right right i love it occasionally you get someone who thinks why are they being mean to each other? <laughs> yeah. and, and that always drives me crazy. The funniest thing
3: to me is when you know, we're doing our thing and he'll say something, I'll say something, and you'll hear somebody in the audience go, Whoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time being on Conan's show, and, uh, you know, I insulted him a great deal. And then I went to, the, the next time I was on, I went to YouTube to see what jokes I'd done. And I read the comments below, and people would say, you know, he shouldn't talk to Conan that way. If Conan wanted to, he could take him apart. <laughs> <laughs>
4: We yeah, did a piece... A, that's
3: a fun person to have dinner with. Mm-hmm.
4: I know. Why we, are
0: you making jokes? <laughs> we had a... When I was first doing the late night show, we did a piece where, you know, the most beloved... One of the most beloved people at the time was Mary Lou Retton, the gymnast. And she's, you know, small and cute. Yep. And she won all these gold medals and everyone loves her. And we did a pre-tape bit where I think Andy says... I'm saying, I think I'm getting the hang of this late night hosting thing. And goes, Andy goes, like, you know, you could... Yeah, but the other night I thought you... You were a little off. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He we cut to a pre-tape of me just losing it on Mary Lou Retton. And I'm screaming at her, fully committed. And we showed that. Audience laughs. I think the next day or the day after that, I go on Stern. Howard Stern, he takes calls. And someone calls in. I saw the other night. <laughs> and you, your behavior towards Mary Lou Retton was atrocious. I don't think you're funny. That was awful the way you spoke to it. I,
3: I mean I, I can't believe you didn't recognize my voice.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it reminds me of a it reminds me of a story. I don't know if these are like older elderly jokes stories, uh-huh. but Mike Nichols. Yeah, yeah. You know, was married to uh is, was married to Diane Sawyer. Yep. And he was you know, he's a hilariously funny guy and he would he would say things like, um, Uh, that invite him to a party and said, well, I'll have to run by the ball and chain. Mm -hmm. So he would call Diana's ball and chain as a a joke. So then, in I think it was uh, Vogue, they said, evidently, Mike Nichols refers to his wife as the ball and chain, Yeah, you know, as a negative thing. So he wrote them a letter, which Mm -hmm. I think they published, but said, I realize that humor to your editors is like a cross to a vampire.
2: <laughs> Mike once said. Uh, Mike once said to me when he, we were at this party, and he said, "Where are you staying?" Is it New York? Mm-hmm. And I said, "The Essex House." He said, "No, but really."
0: <laughs> I feel like I was lucky in the people that I got to meet, but then I will look at you two and I think you got to meet. So many more people, you know. Well, you're younger. Yeah, yes. yes you know, I you're going
3: to meet everybody. I mean, I I remember sitting when I was 21 years old, and uh, at a, I was hired to write for the Smothers Brothers, and I was very naive. And we're, now we're all at dinner. And Tom and Dick are having telling stories about people. And I'm sitting there going, I have no stories. I can't believe I don't have a story. <laughs> right. And I was 21. So right. you've got to be this age, 180,
0: to <laughs> have a story. You met General Grant. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, my God. What a fun guy he was. Uh, but I, I do think there was that whole... You said
2: Mary Lincoln could be pushy. Tell
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, even, uh, you know, just... Just in the I mean there's that clip that I've seen a million times. I think it's uh you on the tonight show with Johnny Carson, Marty, and uh I think it's is Betty Davis sitting next to you. And yeah, you think, she
2: was uh, she had already killed with her three episodes, three segments. Yeah, three segments. She'd seconds. done the plate bit and yeah, all yeah, everything. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she did What do you mean the plate bit?
3: You're making that up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: No, 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 that thing. But you you
3: mean it. She did kill. She was She was great.
0: Oh, yeah, she was great. Yeah. But I just think, oh Johnny Carson is the host of the Tonight Show, and sitting next to you is Betty Davis. That's an era of of showbiz, yeah, and I'd never met Johnny
2: Carson, so yeah. it was particularly because I loved Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah, as we all did. Yeah, so much so <clears throat> that I didn't even do his show for ten years or eight years or something, when I could have, because I thought, oh, I'm too hip, I just do Letterman. But the reality, I was scared to.
0: Yeah. Well, and people don't even understand the era then because it's all changed so much. But both of you had this experience where you'd go on... You'd go on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show and you'd do your your set and the next day, everybody had seen it. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, you could walk through a hotel lobby and Steve would just drive from town, from hotel to hotel just to walk through the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a shirt that said, did you see me on Carson? And But people... <laughs> people uh, I, I have so many stories that I've heard from comedians where they were not famous. They did well on Carson. And the next day, everybody in the United States is saying, great job. Whereas well, today, it's just a completely actually, different my, list.
3: my observation of that is a little different, but it's too long and boring. But I'll tell you one. No, I'd, I'd, be, well, I'd love to hear that. Okay. Well, I've, I, that's what I believed. You went on Carson, yep. and you, then the next day you were famous. Right. But I found with myself, you went on Carson, next day, nothing. Hmm. Then you go on Carson again. And the next day, they, somebody looks at you like, did I meet you at a party mm-hmm. a long time? And then finally, it slowly starts to break through. And finally, on my fifth appearance, where I finally got it together, I did a good good shot. And I went into a, a store on La Cienega Boulevard, and the woman said, were you that boy that was on the Tonight Show last night? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, ugh. <laughs>
0: There's always that. There's always that. Yeah, and I remember seeing a clip, Marty. I could tell you're just slightly different. You killed, but you were just. I could tell that you're you're not the Marty that's going on my show, and you're just going to kick the shit out of me. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) You are. You did a very funny thing about spit take, but it was. I could tell, like his voice is a little different, and you're being you're 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 being well behaved. (laughs) You know what what I mean? With Carson. With Carson. yeah, Yeah. 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 I never got you, the... I don't care. No.
4: <laughs> no. There, I mean,
1: there
2: was a, there know, there's a, sh- a difference between yeah. being excited to be on Johnny Carson and then to be slumming it, you know.
3: Well, there's a, certain people I've never overcome my awe, and Johnny Carson was one of them, mm-hmm. uh, that I always felt a little, you know, I hope I'm pleasing him. Yeah. you know. But we they was,
2: knew we, they had card games. They we had, games.
3: Yeah, we played cards together. We
0: had dinners. That's with a famous fans. card game. People talk about that card game.
3: It was really fun. Yeah. The lesson of that card game is everything changes. I mean, you're having... What do you mean? Well, you're having poker games with Neil Simon and Carl Reiner and Dan Milnick and, you know, Chevy. And then people die. You know, everything changes. I'm trying to bring up the party here. (laughs) No, no, but it's... And we're all going to die, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, Never. All right. Well, anyway, great scene. So, shall we're we are going to roll, we, shall roll, shall roll long credits. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah.
0: Hey, what if we just prayed right now? <laughs> <laughs>
4: if we just uh,
2: do a group prayer. Yeah.
0: I think that'd be very nice. And hold hands. Yeah. Well, I often think about that it's it's, it's almost my the fact that I get to know you guys and talk to you guys at all. Is always is feels like I'm linking to this very important. I th- I don't know what I would say is I think everybody has kind of a disdain for their own era of show business <laughs> and 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 revere's well what we observe
3: and I I probably applies to you that younger comedians like you know SNL guys that we kind of know or mm-hmm. you know them better than I because you're a warm person <laughs> 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 and but we see that camaraderie among them yeah that we assume the you know like don rickles had you know with frank and yeah. but uh, i see that we have camaraderie with people of our generation and i see the, we see the younger people helping each other you know it's a
2: oh absolutely no i mean people like Fred Armisen and, yeah. and John Mulaney and Bill Hader are all close, close friends. And you know them. I no, was... they,
0: they also have caller ID. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking
3: to Fred Armisen once. I mean, this is probably 10 years ago, he, and he's just hanging around SNL. And he said, the latest thing that we—this is probably old now, mm-hmm, but right. so the latest thing is when you text someone— uh, and then the misspellings come up and the different words, you just don't change them. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you just send it off like that. But you do that to other comedians.
0: Fred is an interesting guy because I remember uh, I think we had a, we were at a dinner once and might have been at my house. And Fred was there and didn't say, a, he's a hilariously funny guy. But that night he didn't say anything. He didn't say a word and i remember him looking up and down the table and everybody's laughing and joking and he was just observing it all and he has that almost like you know i would always heard peter sellers at a party was not a was very quiet and kind of just observing and not i thinking.
2: think we were all there
0: we was, Yes, were yes you, you were there it was a funny guys dinner it was a funny guys you dinner you were there steve i was yep yeah, Sure were. But I you were a, thought you said funny guys. You were a last minute yeah. addition. Yeah. I was the control group. <laughs> Polly Shore fell out. Um, I've been so happy for both of you because you've got this crazy smash hit, Only Murders in the Building. And I was initially very, very happy for both of you. And I love the show. <laughs> and yeah. then I saw so much signage everywhere I drove. In L.A. Yep. and then I would even leave L.A. and I would go anywhere and I would see both of your faces and I would think, um, you know, I, that's it. I've no yeah. more, no more. Yeah. I can't no. keep seeing their. F- this is too much. This is too much success.
3: I once did a, a an intro for Tom Hanks. He was getting AFI Award, mm-hmm. and the bit was something like this. I'd say, you know, when I first saw Tom in Splash or on the TV show, what was mm-hmm. it, I, Bosom Bozeman, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, hey, this guy's good. You know, I wish him luck. You know, and then I. And then I saw him in Splash, and I go, wow, he's got some real comedy chops. Good for him. That's great. And then I saw him in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. and I said, geez, he's a really emotional actor. He's really, really good. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him in, um, what's the war movie? Um, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. And I thought, (laughs) motherfucker.
0: Can you say that at an AFI? I guess you can. Sure. I did. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I was thrilled, thrilled for both of you. And it's. it's we can see it on yeah, your, you can face. See it your face. Yeah. Yeah. If you ignore the tears <laughs> <laughs> that actually have blood in them. Yeah. Um, and you both get to be so funny. We are so
3: lucky mm-hmm. to have a hit at this stage of Marty's life. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> No, we are. It's fantastic, you know. And the show's fun to do. The show's fun to do. We love uh-huh. Selena. We love everybody we work with. You know, you finally get to the, the point where a lot of people learn earlier. I'm not working with assholes anymore. It's over. Right. It's over. Right. So everybody there is kind and having fun and
0: upbeat and working for the same goal. And then, I, then you guys announced the cast for the third season, and I became mm-hmm. enraged. I know. Because... <laughs> I was like, you're you have a royal flush, but you're adding some more aces to <laughs> yeah. it. You got Meryl me. Streep. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story about uh, Meryl Streep. Yeah, really
3: tear a new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we were sitting around, uh-huh. and we're going to start uh, rehearsing a scene, and right. our you know our head writer's there, John Hoffman, mm-hmm. and Meryl says, you know, I just want to say how happy I am that we're all here together and working so hard together, and John said. Yeah, I agree. And you said, John, that's her first line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it happened more than once. There yeah. was a scene on stage where yeah. she's supposed to be an actress, she's going on stage, and she'd trip. And then the second take, she tripped
3: again. And there was a and wire. And you realized, there. we thought she actually tripped.
2: And we said, there, Shouldn't someone move that wire? And yeah, she yeah. looked at us and said, Guys, yeah. I'm.
3: And she'd fun. also, she was supposed to do a song with, a, with an orchestra, uh-huh. and she'd should start to sing and she goes I'm sorry I I can't hear the rhythm and they said well, what can we do? no that was her that was her line that's her line yeah. and it every time we go
0: when are they going to fix that rhythm
3: thing she can't hear it
0: <laughs> I did a thing it was for Norm McDonald here in New York and they had some gathering and uh, I was I guess the MC for lack of a better word but I gave the first talk but I went up on stage and went head over heels fall people thought it was a pratfall but it was real and <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, made a joke of it and everybody thought, well, and, and then moved on and then uh, did my thing. And then Blood. I think the second person, yeah. The second person who went up with the third person, they tripped and I went to, you know, and I said to a stagehand, what's going on? Everyone keeps tripping. He went, oh yeah, those stairs have been messed up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, and he was like, they're not even, yeah. Until everybody trips. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, they still haven't fixed those fucking no, stairs. No, no. Where is that? Uh, it was, I don't remember where it was. Oh, actually. thanks. Thanks. Well, in that, so so no we can be tripping anywhere. Now we're going to go trip somewhere. Hey, we and we
2: also have Paul Rudd
0: on our I day. was going to oh, say. He was fantastic. Yeah, and I love that you, you have this show that everybody agrees is fantastic. And Andrea Martin. And you add, you add Paul Rudd. You know, you don't need Paul Rudd at this point. It's making it—it's too much.
2: Yes, and Andrea Martin and Tina Fey. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and Jesse Williams.
0: You know who wasn't asked? Who? Oh, I know who wasn't asked. Yeah. I know who wasn't asked because Conan has beady little eyes. <laughs> they have second, no wait light a second. in them. In mm-hmm? the first
2: season, Conan did. Oh, that—that's that's Jimmy Fallon. No, no. <laughs> no.
3: I mean your name. Your name came up. Oh, it came up. Yeah. And oh, good. You said you can't light the eyes. No, <laughs> <You> can't,
0: <laughs> just can't light the eyes. He's got those Charles Grodin eyes. <laughs> you can't light them. They're like a doll's eyes. Yeah. Listen, you're going to figure out a way to work me into this thing. Sure. Yeah. I think. Hey, um,
3: with the premises we're doing a podcast. I don't know what. And you'll maybe play. We, but yeah, I, know, yeah. I know the title of the episode.
0: Oh yes. Here we go. The circuses
2: come to <laughs> town. <time. laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite thing is getting excited about the nice thing i'm sure you're about to yeah, say yeah. oh good yeah, what yeah. is it marty it's the guy who has no memory of how martin short has treated him over 25 years the absent-minded podcast yeah, yeah, i love that yeah oh marty's got something to say about yeah me. Golly oh, yeah. gee, let's have it, Marty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or also, you can recognize it later that it was an insult. Yeah. <laughs> Marty said the nicest thing about me. He says <laughs> I was a total. I- oh,
0: oh. No, that's right. You're about a podcast. I have, you know, the podcast. <laughs> um please that's not me talking that's you know <laughs> podcast magazine uh <laughs> guest edited by conan o'brien yeah, yeah but, right but um but uh, yeah i'm sure there's going there's a way to fix me in you know to get me into the mix you know absolutely yes be honored incredible he reminded me of a joke i, I don't know why I, <laughs> of jokes.
3: We're, we're doing a show next weekend so these jokes are going through my mind uh-huh. it was uh Marty would talk about me playing the banjo, which he always insults, of course. Mm -hmm. And the joke was, and maybe you use it. He said, and Bluegrass uh, Magazine has recently named Steve the official ambassador of the five-string banjo. (laughs) It was between him and no one.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, you have that great joke. It has uh, Deliverance. Uh, what is it? I, Oh, yeah. I, I hope I didn't uh, just uh, ruin yeah, it. It's yeah, such uh, a great joke.
2: What is it? Touring around with Steve is a lot like the movie Deliverance. Mm-hmm. It's all fun and games until
0: the banjos come out. <laughs> 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 yeah, you kindly had me to your apartment once. and I remember
3: the uh, first time I ever met you.
0: You do? No.
3: Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. It all up- the life yeah. went out yeah. of you when you yeah. said no. Yeah. That was really fun. I saw you rise no. up
0: and then fall down. <laughs> no, you came to our apartment mm-hmm. and uh, met you. Or was it No, no, no. you know it- what? yeah We yeah. we had worked together on sNl yeah. I was very shy. of mm-hmm. and i I remembered. I I don't want to get in Steve, so I was, writing things, but not approaching you. I was in the background, but then uh, I was chosen for, you know, Lauren said, I think this fellow could host the late night show. It'll be rough for a few years, but he'll eventually get it. I think he could do it. So I'm named Letterman's replacement. And the first thing I do when I come out to LA is Lauren says, and maybe this is a thing he does, but he said, let's take a walk through the flats of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And people told me later on that oh, Lauren Hills. takes yeah. a take a walk. And he's taking this walk and he's giving me advice. He's saying, always tip. You're, you're known now. Always tip at least 15% or you'll, you'll, you'll show up in the post. He t- that was, I thought he was going to tell me, like, here's the secret. Yeah. But he was telling me things like that, which was fine. And then he said, let's see if Steve's in. And I didn't know, you know, Steve, you he know, always assume Steve Croft. And so... Well, Steve I, Rossi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, we, he knocks on a door and you answer. And you have us into your place. And I was like, this is too much. I've, <laughs> I've just well, been put into this situation and I need to um, navigate this. And now we're dropping in on Steve Martin. And I'll never forget, you had just had all the paintings taken down And I think I just said, like, oh, there are no paintings. And you reacted immediately as if you had been robbed.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. And
0: I thought,
2: oh, shit, that's funny. That's a a perfect reaction to where are your paintings. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Whenever whenever in studio, I remembered once, uh, every now and then you'd be in the studio at 6A rehearsing. And the lights would go out because of some situation in the building, Rockefeller Center, some situation. The lights would just go out. And Andy would always instantly scream, my pearls! (laughs) (laughs) Andy who? Andy Richter. Hilarious. Yeah, it was just, my pearls! (laughs) And... uh... <laughs> oh, I gotta That's remember so that funny. But I have to give him credit. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, no, sure. just take it. Yeah, yeah. Andy was fine. I know I'll blow it. My per, per hurl, my, my, What was it pearls? My previews. Previews. I mean pearls. Yeah. My, uh, my pez. My <laughs> pez. How did you guys decide we're gonna start working together as a as two hander, a two hander act? Uh when? how did that come about? And I know it I'll tell you what. Uh, it's a
2: boring story, so I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> no, no, no. It was 2011. We were asked to interview each other for it was the closing of the Just for Last Comedy Festival in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was May. And it was 2011, Jeez. and we just interviewed What did we each have other. for breakfast? I, get, no. uh, we, I You okay. had scrambled eggs. I had the, the fresh toast. <laughs> uh, come on, man. I had syrup. <laughs> no, and we interviewed each other, and that was it. And, uh-huh. and and it went well, and we thought we'd do it again.
3: And we just then— Well, the, the, the funny part is we were interviewing each other about comedy for a comedy festival. right? Yes. So we could talk about comedy, kind of like we're doing here, but, you know— to comedy people, it's kind of interesting. So we thought, hey, let's do that again. So we got a corporate gig or something. For dentists. And so we're sitting and we're talking about comedy and we're thinking, this doesn't work. And then we started, and Marty had a show he did, uh, solo, and I had a show that I did with a band. And so we kind of combined them. But he had material, and mm-hmm. I had a bunch of songs with funny intros. Mm-hmm. And when we first when we first started working together, he, he had everything, and I kind of had nothing because mm-hmm. I didn't bring the band. I said, "Well, I got to bring the band." So that, that's when it started to gel into a show. And I can go on. Did yeah, you? No, no. Yeah. Did you I can ever, go on. Did you no, no, ever? It's,
2: it's it's first of all, that was
3: great. That yeah. Was anyway, but well, as I was saying. <laughs>
0: I was saying that...
3: No, I think you said it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, this is... just rem- this is But what- I didn't think I got to the
2: part. Oh, you didn't I need did?
0: to. <laughs> this reminds me of... I made the mistake once of... it's And you know it. It's like wearing the shorts. But I knew... <laughs> I, I I made this terrible mistake of someone had mentioned food and what they eat. And I said, well, you know what I do now is I eat two meals a day. I have like a shake at 11 and I put a lot of spinach in it. And then I I try to eat dinner early, like at five. And then I, as I'm finishing saying it, I see Marty just staring at me the way, the way a shark looks, like at a, looks at a canned ham that fell into the ocean. And he looks at me and he said, you know, when other people discuss the details of their diet, it's boring, but not you.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, there were some writers standing around who were like, yes! Well, they love when the boss is attacked. That was also just me realizing I why did I get into this? <laughs> why did I lather myself up with bacon grease and then climb into this piran- piranha pool? Why did I <laughs> my, Why did I do my that? My
3: wife is a very wise about about talking about what you eat. She said, you're allowed to talk about what you do eat, but you're not allowed to talk about what you that's don't eat. That's very good. I like that. Yeah. I like that a I lot. I mean, if, if this podcast, if we go away with one thing, that's it. It's like with me, beets. I don't <laughs> eat oh. beets. Oh, what? <laughs>
0: is your money just sitting around being lazy
1: yeah it is yeah i don't like Get that. a job money
0: no that's not what i oh. meant but in a way it is what i meant okay that's a good point sona you have hard-earned cash and it should always be working towards a better financial future for you your money shouldn't be sitting around You know, watching reruns on TV and eating nachos. It should be working for you. Well, guess what? Robinhood pioneered commission-free stock trading over a decade ago. They continue to offer innovative products to help you maximize your money's potential. That's good. You got to have that money working for you, man. Yeah. With over 23 million funded customers, Robinhood is helping people build a better financial future. With Robinhood, it's simple to make investments towards your future goals. Whatever those may be, we all have some bucket list items to cross off, and Robinhood has tools to help you pursue them. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. That's good. Isn't that a nice thing? Give yourself 30 years from now a gift of what you do now. (laughs) It's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Take your financial future by the reins. Download the app or visit Robinhood.com to learn more. Investing involves risk and loss principle is possible. Remember that? Other fees may apply. Returns are not guaranteed. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah. And we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know. I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I Then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. One thing I was curious about is when you come up with a great new insult for the other, do you... Ever try it out in the moment on stage, or, or do you ever? I, we try, have. You, but have you it's tried rare. to surprise each other ever? Uh. Not really, yeah. but sometimes we've come up with
3: things. And then we'll
2: go right to the prompter afterwards and say, oh, right, that, you know, we'll, we'll remember. What it. Yeah. Pro-
3: what prompter? That
2: if we had a prompter. <laughs> had let's a prompter. say if we had a prompter.
3: Yeah. So you're saying if we had a
0: prompter uh-huh. and we, we came up a, with a joke, we would go over and talk. I, no, no, I mean, now we
2: just go to our own minds yeah. and lock it in.
0: Um, well, we were talking earlier about people you've met. And I know, Steve, that you got to meet or kind of meet Elvis. I did. And uh, I've told the story a million times, so I don't know if it's worthwhile. Well, I just love it. So, well, I was,
3: it was 1971, Mm -hmm. and I was opening for Anne Margaret Mm -hmm. at the Hilton in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. which is no longer there for good reason. (laughs) It's like (laughs) they
0: tore it down the following day. the
3: (laughs) worst comedy room. Yeah. It was like a ceiling that's like 80 feet high. Yeah. So, laughs, the laughter rose above the audience's head about two feet and mm-hmm. stopped and
0: stopped. <laughs>
3: but anyway, and, uh, Elvis was opening the next weekend mm-hmm. and he knew Ann-Margaret. So, um, now it's after the show and I know Elvis is going to come back and say hello to Ann-Margaret. And so I leave my dressing room door open and I did my act. It's, it's 1971. So the act is not fully formed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's got a little you know weirdness to it. Mm-hmm. And so Elvis, uh, walked by and he saw me and he stopped and he said, son, you have an oblique sense of humor.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then he came in uh-huh. and now we're talking, I'm talking with him and I know you don't, don't know what to say. And my manager was there who knew all about sun records. So we mm-hmm. could talk about that. And then there was a pause in the conversation. Oh, first of all, but this is the part I loved. Elvis has a guy who comes up to him to, him, to get him out of conversation. Says, Elvis, I'm sorry, we have to go. Mm-hmm. And in this case, he comes. Sorry, we have to go. And Elvis said, "It's okay." <laughs> I thought, "Oh, man, I've been blessed." Uh-huh. So then we're talking. Then we run out of conversation. Then he said, "Want to see my guns?" Jesus! And we said, "Sure." And yeah. he was a he wasn't he was a gun. He liked artful guns. It yes, like an engraved sure. thing. And he was very cautious. He they were loaded, and so he took out a six shooter. And he opened it up and dumped all the, the bullets mm-hmm. in his hand and before he handed me the gun to wow. look at it. And I was looking it, I'm marveling at it. Then he took out another gun, did the same thing, mm-hmm. dumped out the bullets, handed them to me. And then he pulled out from his sh- sock yeah. a Derringer and then opened that up, dumped out the bullets, handed it to me. And then I'm... I'm holding three guns and he's holding 16 bullets. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, where is Elvis's guy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To to get me out of this. Do you remember what he was wearing? (laughs) Yes. All white. It was Elvis slim and he had the all white and he wore that big buckle that the Hilton had given him to him for biggest show ever in the history of the world. Right. But he was very
0: sweet and very nice. Yeah. And that comes across when you well, look at the Well, that's a famous face, though, Elvis yeah. Presley. Jesus. Well, also, the reason I wanted to, because I know that you met Frank Sinatra. Yes. And who's your absolute idol. But it was obviously one of those situations where, because I remember you told me this once, you were at a bar. And it, it, it no, I was at George Slaughter's house. Oh, George Slaughter's house. Okay. It was
2: after a, a Sinatra Shirley MacLaine concert at the Greek Theater. Mm-hmm. And we all went back to his house, and Diana Shore was there.
4: Mm-hmm. She
0: was a big <laughs> fan
2: of SCTV. Oh, great. She's going on about it, and I'm thrilled to meet Dinah Shore. And she said, Hey, do you want to meet Frank? I said, Sure, sure, sure. And I went up to him. Now, this next part, Paul Schaefer maintains, I've made up. hmm. Because he said he didn't sp- he didn't speak like out of guys and dolls, and I said, well, <laughs> he did though. He said, uh, I said, Mr. Snodderer Martin Schoen, He said, I know well of you and you're marvelous. I, said, I know <laughs> well of well, you. I, I said, believe that. Yeah, I know well. That's of not you. guys ah, and Now dolls. he didn't. Yeah. Anyway, then then he said, uh, would you like a drink? And I said, sure. He said, what are you drinking? I said, anything. <laughs> you, you're drinking Frank, and so he turned to the bartender and said, uh, Jack Daniels and i don't didn't don't, don't drink scotch so the bartender said straight up or on the rocks and i was nervous i thought he said straight up or relaxed and I said, I'll have it relaxed. And he, Frank said, he said, straight up on the rocks. So, <laughs> I'd known Frank 15 seconds and I'd pissed him off. And he I, starts,
0: yeah. chilly, beat the crap yeah. out of this guy.
2: <laughs> Are you a moron? So I, good,
4: good, good Frank. Now, it was, when you meet those people, it yes. is surreal.
2: But, you know, I used to have that with Mike Nichols and I knew him for 20 years that I was
0: still in awe, like you talked about Carson. You're in awe of being in their presence. I had, I mean, this is someone he both have met a billion times, but uh, Lauren once asked me to go to a, he said, "You know, would you like to go to a Yankee game with me? And I said, yeah, I'd love to do that. And uh, there was a playoff game on the Red Sox. And so we're, I get in the car and he says, um, um, we're picking up, I think he said we're picking up a friend. I didn't hear who he said we were picking mm-hmm. up. But he puts, you know, so I sat up front. So there was room in the back for Lauren and his friend. I sat up with the driver and we start driving up and then we start to slow down. And there's someone leaning against the lamppost in like a very cinematic way. And we slow down and it's Jack Nicholson. Wow. Yeah, and Jack gets in the back seat and he goes, and, Lauren goes, and he goes, he's like, how you doing, Lauren?" Lorne? Uh, and he says, and this is our uh, corner. And he's just it's very nice. Just said, nice to see you. And I said, oh, so nice to see you. Sir, you know, and then we' we drive, we see the game. And my experience was, if you want to be anonymous, walk with Jack Nicholson because <laughs> I am my life is I'm six four, I have this pastry on my head. I am immediately like me or dislike me. Everybody knows it's me. And I walk down the street, and everybody knows it's me. And suddenly, nobody saw me no. because I'm walking three feet behind oh. Jack Nicholson. Oh, absolutely. But then the th- real treat of the night. So we chatted a little bit about a few things and but didn't talk much. He mostly spoke with Lauren and then he drops me off at the end of the night. And I think, well, this has been great. And I get out of the car first because I'm just going to walk. Or we drop Jack Nicholson off and he gets out of the car. And I just said, hey, it was a real honor to meet you, you know, Jack. And he said, my boy is crazy about you. and I said uh, he said I'll never forget he said my boy we're standing there and Lauren's still in the car and he goes my boy's crazy about you every morning it's Conan this and Conan that it's driving me fucking crazy I had no idea that even, oh, I had any, God, but I just great. knew that I was an irritant in his yeah. life and that made me very happy, uh, very uh, happy indeed. Um, I'm, I'm just going back a minute because I kept remembering this
3: great joke and I think it was a uh, Shecky Green's joke mm-hmm. about Frank and it might've been Don Rickles, but I think it was Shecky Green. He said, he said, and he, Frank's in the audience, he said, Frank saved my life. One night, you know this joke. No, he says Frank saved my life one night. I was in an alley and I was getting beat up, <laughs> beat up by some guys, and Frank said, "That's enough."
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then there's the famous Rickles joke, which I'm story, which I'm sure is true, which is Rickles asking Frank, he's like, "I'm meeting, I'm dating this young girl. Could you, this young woman?" It would really mean so much if you just came through the lobby and and walked through the restaurant and said hello to me in front of her. That would really help me seal the deal. And so Frank Sinatra comes through and walks up to Rickles and his date and says, "Uh, hey, Don, I just want to went Frank, please, I'm eating. (laughs) (laughs) And Frank leaves the restaurant and then about 30 seconds later, two guys come in and pick up Rickles, (laughs) carry him out of the restaurant and dump him in the fountain. (laughs) Is that last part true? It was, a, it was a fountain. It was a fountain of acid.
4: That's the part that's less <laughs> yeah. funny. Wow. Frank had it constructed. So, so you, yeah. They killed
3: Don Rickles.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah, he never lived past mm-hmm. 1961. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I'm going to let you go because you have... It's been made... Clear. Wouldn't you like to get some uh, part of this interview that's usable? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're you're a young lad. You haven't you've listened to some of my oh, I'm I'm gonna say this is my <laughs> favorite episode maybe yeah. ever. This is one of my favorite This not. is a spectacular episode. I'm just going back over why we're doing it. It's okay. because of your admiration uh-huh. for me and well, for, my work well, well that's is a true. very
2: very famous podcast I, I understand that yeah i know that. and so we, we should be honored
3: <laughs> to be part
0: of it. <laughs> you couldn't get it you couldn't say it with a straight face <laughs> yeah.
3: hey i see I, after this that's you and me go and cash our checks <laughs> let's yeah. do it but we need a big bang yeah i mean not have a, i have ideas <laughs> maybe we'll get some cash and some just a cashier's
0: check yeah yeah, yeah. And I, and I have a servant with me. He could carry the bullion. <laughs> you know, you guys have always kept in touch. Yeah. That's what I like about you. Mm-hmm. You never got in the bubble. You're out there. Oh, I'm of the people. <laughs> it's always. It's kept in touch Steve. with
3: whom? What do you mean? You're just in touch with the people.
0: Oh, right. And, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're going to the bank. You'll have, probably have to stop and get a wheelbarrow. <laughs> but, uh, but you do it in a humble way. Would you say that
2: with
3: success you changed i i'm pausing uh you can't help but change but i i would say i have changed for the
0: better
4: mm-hmm. with success that's well, what i that's think right.
3: yeah
0: you probably disagree <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say i can't, can't yeah. wait to well, when phone did you others. Meet, when did you did you know steve i mean you
2: must i have... met him uh on uh, 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 3 amigos 85 yes. july yeah yeah <laughs> And then, we beca- and then we became great friends, and then you make that decision of whether you're going to just have that two-month experience of making a movie and never see someone again or not. And I think we both chose to
0: keep hanging. Were you guys... It's just interesting you bring up Three Amigos because you make that movie, it, it came out, and it, you know, did what it did, but then it goes on, and I don't know when it happened, but within maybe 10 years of it coming out, there's this whole generation that seizes that movie and says this is one of our favorite movies and it has grown since then in a way that i think is well deserved but it's kind of fascinating to me did you were you aware that's of that what, happening
3: that's what happens with a lot of my movies except for the 10 year part where they like it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've always found that you never know if a movie is a is a hit or success till ten years goes by, Mm -hmm. because some movies are big hits when they come out, and then you never hear of them again. Right, and then some movies tend to grow. I was surprised. In fact, we got a call from a magazine in London, and they said we want to. It was a film magazine. They said we want to put you, Marty and Chevy, on the cover. And and we said why? They said, well, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Three Amigos. I said, you care? And that's when I started noting
0: that there was some kind of right thing happening with yeah, it. Yeah, it's got this whole other life, and I'm—I don't—I can't tell you how many times I've seen. They'll ask various rock musicians, artists, athletes, just anyone, politicians, list favorite movies, and then Three Amigos keeps popping up in there, which is really great. Well, Steve wrote it.
3: <laughs> well, with Lauren with Michaels Lauren, and
0: Randy Newman. That's, that's right. That's But right. you said you wrote the funniest
2: part. I will. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Randy
3: Newman wrote my favorite joke in the whole thing. And it's when El Guapo, it's his birthday, (laughs) and all all his men are celebrating, and he opens a package, and he goes, it's a sweater.
0: (laughs) I love the canteen joke so much that you're both, you know, the the three of you are running out of water. Oh, canteen. The the, the canteen, and just there's, there's... Barely enough, uh, I, and then yeah. just luxuriating. Lip spitting out. Yeah, lip balm yeah. is so fantastic. My my favorite joke is that we go into a saloon
3: that's filled with uh, bad guys, <laughs> and we're all in our spangly <laughs> outfits. And I go up to the bartender and say, "Excuse me." We're not Mexicans. <laughs> we're we're from out of town. <laughs>
0: was it fun to make? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. it was. We were actually, you know, in Arizona and on locations and building these beautiful sets. Yeah,
0: it's just one of those. Because uh, sometimes I've known and when you're having a blast making something, I've I sometimes get worried. If you're having a really good time making something that. This means it won't be good. One of my favorite lines, I just, somebody reminded me of it too at the end. The
3: very end, I go up to Patrice Martinez, who's a beautiful actress who played Mm. Carmen. She passed away, unfortunately. And there's supposed to be like something between us. And I go up and we're about to ride off. And I say to her, "Um, I'll be back one day. And she says, Why?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys,
0: what's the plan yeah. for the rest of the day? I'm sure you've blocked out a whole um, chunk of time with me.
4: Well,
2: it's I'm, I've got to do my five BX. Workout, incredible! Yeah, I was gonna say you look amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and it's today. It's ab day, so I'm gonna work (laughs) on the abs, and that's most of the day.
0: Yeah, just hard for me for you when you say that for me not to think of your role on Arrested Development, where you're (laughs) the yeah the bullet, you know, uh, shoot me, shoot me. And um, my son adores that show. (laughs) So the times that you've been around, as much as you've done, you never know what's gonna get people. Yeah, yeah. And he's seen and really liked your other work, but, but you as the bullet, the bullet, whatever, isn't that your, your... I was
2: a guy, I was not, so old, I was their uncle, that my legs didn't work and I had to be carried around oh, right, by I a big know. Big about strong them. man. Yeah. And we kept adding jokes, and at one point I said, to the nuts! And they put me down to Jason Bateman's, uh, you know, testicles, and I went, bridge mix, bridge mix! And I meant, <laughs> they put me on a table to eat <laughs>
0: But it's just so nice that you do these different things. You never know what's going to catch with who. And then, uh, you know, my son, who now yeah. is 17, but at the time he was seeing it, he was like 12. And he was like, well, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, he's, he's at the, you know, he's coming over tonight. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's lovely. It's very nice. Gentlemen. Okay. Thank you, Conan. I, uh, I want to let you go. Thank you very much. Think about the cameo. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I will play a small part. I have a tendency to shoot the lens. I look right into the lens. Wow, good. Yeah. good. Um, what would it
3: be?
4: Yeah.
2: Um,
0: it's, it's funny because...
2: A like monster crushes <laughs> townspeople <laughs> <laughs> and then is arrested for murder. Something like that. Okay. But I, okay. I like... Why? Why I like- do I goad you? Why do I ask <laughs> yeah. for
3: more? I like Conan's approach because most actors try not to look into the lens. Yes. <laughs>
0: I would be have a small yeah. role where I'm literally carrying crab cakes in the background mm-hmm. at the nice west side apartment and I stop and I turn and look yeah. right into the lens and freeze. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, Steve's taking a call. No, no. Oh. No, I
3: I'm looking at the re- my plans for the rest of the day cuz you asked and then I realize I have none.
0: Okay. Well, perfect. Okay. Um thanks I'm, a lot.
3: Thank you very much. Uh
0: yeah. guys, um you both mean the world to me oh. and this is uh, like I, I don't know we will never top this episode and I know that you're being self-effacing and saying we've killed time is an, an absolute joy absolute uh, joy you, Conan. I bow to I both loved of you it too. I love bowed you too I bow to you
2: well and, you know and obviously we've both been influences but which <laughs> one
4: a little bit more
2: oh me oh you can't see everybody he's looking at me thanks through. Conan no anyway Steve your car's here <laughs> uh, guys
3: go, go
0: in okay. peace
4: thanks Bye-bye. a lot that oh was, by the way Yes.
3: You force this on us. Yeah. Hi, my name is Steve Martin. And I feel blank yeah. about being, let's hear you do it spontaneously and re- replace Conan hey, O'Brien you know thing and with edit. mine. You could do another version and they could
2: put it in. That up. was fantastic. I, yeah. I thought I did do a good You did version. great job. Oh. Yeah. Then there you no, go. No, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm challenging him. You go, suddenly we have to learn lines. We're it's doing not this. learning a line. It could be a, it, you you, know, you have to write. You don't write. You, don't write. You, could, you could have a sincere emotion and say it That's in the true. moment. Oh, you know, what, what, I never thought of that. Yeah, I could say, uh, yeah. "My name is Conan O'Brien, and I feel overwhelmed, uh-huh. overwhelmed with gratitude mm-hmm. that uh, that that Steve Martin and Martin Short yeah. even know my name." Mm. And that's a, sincere, you know, there I go. Oh. Okay, well, doesn't have to be, you know. Okay. I didn't. I didn't that's have a good. writer work on that. So you wanted us to compliment you? Yes.
4: Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. I, we didn't think of that. No. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs>
5: Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sona Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez.
1: Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.
0: If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say,